0: How did they get from love to war? Welcome to Family Vortex. Welcome to Family Vortex. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing a blog post I wrote a couple of weeks ago called What is Love? And of course, I have my sister Mars with me. Hello, everybody. Hello. So Mars, I thought today we would just talk a little bit about the blog post I wrote in relation to our own experiences. And uh, to remind everyone, the blog post was about, you know, that feeling you feel when you're a child when your parents are together, a happy marriage, everything seems to be going well. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you find out your parents are getting a divorce or separation and they become, uh, maybe enemies is a strong word, but in our case, we we could say it got close to, and just discussing kind of our experiences throughout our lives that made our life a little bit more complicated uh, as our parents Try well, struggled maybe through their divorce and their relationship. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I found it very interesting that you um, named the blog What Is Love? Because really, personally, I had a lot of trouble figuring out what love was for me. And I think same thing for you Mm -hmm. uh, since you, you wrote the blog post. And I found it really interesting, like your perspective, because really it's so confusing to know what love really is when your parents no longer love each other and you're a product of that love, you know? So right. I think this will be quite an interesting episode just in our perspective of what we
0: think love is, but also uh, watching our parents' love
1: disintegrate.
0: Yeah, kind of fizzle out, I guess. I think, you know, it's it's not as um, cut and dry as it would seem for... I know people go about their divorce in different ways, some parents prefer to keep all their fighting hidden from their kids or try to the best they can, while others, it just becomes so apparent that every day they're fighting that it's pretty obvious that it's happening, right? Definitely. And I would say for our parents, the fighting wasn't always obvious before their separation, but it was definitely present and overheard like they couldn't help but be overheard sometimes i i don't know what your memory is of that but
1: well i have a few i have a few memories of when i was younger very young but they're very few maybe two maybe and i know there was one time i i caught them fighting in the kitchen what they were fighting about i have no idea Mm -hmm. but it was a very i guess um open fight in our house our household our household in our household (laughs) but i know that i was excused from the room very quickly when i tried to enter and then i think they they stopped fairly quickly after that but i think there was fighting happening before the divorce of course but as their relationship ended the settlement in the court Happened and everything was decided. It was really funny because I think there was a period of time where they did see eye to eye, or at least they were somewhat in agreement with each other. Yeah, and then and then there was things that started happening that they didn't agree on, and that's when it really started to show, you know, how different these two people were and what, you know, their ideas of how they wanted things to go.
0: Yeah, I think as I was saying in uh, my blog post, just to you know, kind of keep wrapping it up so that we can continue on but it's interesting that when you're that young you just think parents fight this way and so that's love right Mm -hmm. I mean I we had this funny quote that we put on our blog where I said something to the effect of you know you see all these happily quote-unquote married couples on tv who just bicker that's all they do you know, even as far back as, you know, I Love Lucy or that 70s, as, show, that 70's show, I yeah. mean, as more Simpsons. recent as Everybody Loves Raymond, The Odd Couple, all these things, all these shows that we've watched throughout our childhood tell us that happily married people bicker yes. a lot so you you tend to, you know, watch these shows and then turn around and look at your family and think, well, yeah, it sucks that my parents are fighting right now. That's kind of fights. It's awkward when you fight with your siblings. It's awkward when you fight with your friends. And that's just normal. That's what love is. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be that way. So when all of a sudden your parents come to you and they're saying, actually, we're getting a divorce. We can't live with each other anymore your whole perspective on that love sh- shifts quickly and you
1: know what from what i've seen because i know quite a few people or friends in my life who have had divorced parents too there's always the the parents who the love the love dies and the friendship dies and the relationship dies mm-hmm. or the love dies but the friendship stays mm-hmm. yeah and that part i've always found interesting it's like how how can some people kind of figure it out and still work together as a team, even though they might not love each other anymore mm-hmm. and others can't? So then it makes me wonder how strong was that love that they were both so heartbroken that they can't even go back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case in our parents' you know relationship, that the love uh, was broken and the trust was broken and they just... They just couldn't anymore, both of them. They both had to turn a blind eye, turn around. They know they had the kids, and they had to figure things out, but when it came to, you know, really discussing hard topics and agreeing with each other, they just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been different if... Because I have lots of friends who their parents are divorced, but their parents are still best friends, like still do Mm -hmm. a lot together, even go to a movie together, which seems bizarre, but that was probably quite a healthy breakup you know maybe the the romance of the relationship had left and both partners realized this and they mm-hmm. had a discussion thinking you know we should probably get a divorce because the romance isn't there before one of us does something that <laughs> we shouldn't do right yes um yes. whereas in our family i think that by the sounds of it the divorce was a little bit more one-sided there wasn't enough talked about, you know, before the separation was final, it sounds Mm -hmm. like it was very much maybe just not a joint realization. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was probably a lot of religious um, factors that went into the background of that, you know, just thinking like we shouldn't get a divorce, but we need to get a divorce, that kind of fighting. Mm -hmm. So, and maybe over time they started to hate and resent each other. Uh, before the separation even happened so just I didn't see it that way until <laughs> until it happened I guess so
1: so you know how I brought up when they when the divorce first happened that there seemed to be a period of time that they did agree with each other right do you remember do you remember this time or do you do you really remember it that they really didn't agree at
0: all I don't really have that memory of that period of time. Although I do have a memory of a quieter time, (laughs) if that makes sense, where (laughs) it sounded like, like not so much that they agreed just that this was the case. I don't know how to put it really. I don't know how to describe it. It was just kind of this period of time where, well, the period of time I'm thinking of is right when the separation was happening, when mom was getting full custody of us. And dad was trying to figure out where he was going to live or what was going on in his life. And it just seemed Mm -hmm. that it was a quieter time because dad didn't have a full time place to live. Like he didn't have his own apartment, as we've discussed in uh, past podcasts. And yeah. so it just seemed natural that mom would get full custody of us and that we would just visit yes. him. And that's the period of time I think of as like the quieter time where they kind of, quote unquote, got along. But I'm I'm yes. not entirely convinced they actually did get along during that time. I think it we spent quite a bit of time away from our dad at that point. We didn't actually see him every second weekend the way that we did later on. And Mm -hmm. so I wonder if it was just a quieter time because mom chose to keep us out of it Mm -hmm. and we didn't get like that back and forth of your mom should have done this, your dad should have done that quite yet.
1: I think that's what I'm getting at also. Like not that they fully agreed with each other, but just that the the fighting or the animosity didn't seem as bad as when we got a bit older. Mind you, we were asking a lot of questions also, so whenever we would see the other one and we would hear a story, at least this was my case, when I because I was I'm very curious at nature, I can't help but ask many questions and I needed to figure out what had happened since I was so young. So I would ask so many questions and then I would go to the other parent and then it would just create this confusion and anger. And this past weekend, you know, we had all spent the weekend together. It was your birthday and Mm -hmm. what have you. And I was actually kind of talking to mom a little bit about a few memories. And, And she told me that she purposely would not tell us certain details. And it would get frustrating because... We would be asking questions and she did not want to give us the answer because it just wasn't appropriate for our age. Right. We really didn't want to know. And it wasn't that she didn't want to lie, but at the same time, there was a certain level of protection that had to be there. And if that meant that we were going to get a big fight, well, we got in a big fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When it all first had happened, uh, I was around five and I know dad, cause I, I did sparks when I was younger mm-hmm. and he used to drive me to it right. like every Wednesday night mm-hmm. But the thing was, I couldn't wait in the house for him. I had to wait outside for him. Mm -hmm. He was not allowed to come to the front door. But it wasn't that mom was angry about it or like that it was forbidden. She would just be like, okay, you go wait outside. It seemed like such a normal thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And even when he would pick us up, I think he would come to the door, but he wouldn't come inside.
0: Right. He wasn't welcome in. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not really sure what exactly happened to set that boundary, but for some reason the boundary was set and I think it was a smart boundary. I mean, they're now living separate lives and whatever happens in my mom's house is of no concern of our fathers and vice versa. Our mother would never had never ever even gone to our, our father's home. So, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa, she was never welcomed in either. Right. And so I think that's, that's a good boundary to set if you're not getting along with each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think about that time, whether or not I feel like uh, at that time they would talk to us about the situation. I think we are just so confused to at that time that most of our questions probably landed around what's going to happen. And so it just seemed quieter while they were trying to figure it out, because I think both of them didn't weren't really sure until the divorce was finalized and the judge said, OK,
1: He has every
0: second weekend. She has them the rest of the time, those types of things. And then I find there was a huge, like, shift in the way that they spoke about each other, like a huge shift. And that's when things got tricky. Because obviously, as a child, you want both your parents involved in all your life events, if possible, but when mm-hmm. they're fighting so much or seemingly not getting along, even at the front door
1: disagreeing.
0: or over the phone or whatever, however they're communicating with each other or not communicating with each other, then you feel torn. Like you can't invite both parents to your special life events because you're nervous or scared something will happen. Yes,
1: exactly. And that
0: causes quite a, a divide.
1: Well... I don't know for you, but when it beca- when it came to like graduations and and those life events, it became so tricky because you'd have one parent on one end of the room, the other one on the other end, and both wanted to spend an equal amount of time with you to celebrate, but you had to divide yourself to both. Mm-hmm. And it really became almost like a competition between the two of them to see, it was like you're a dog and you know there's two owners <laughs> yeah. and the owners are trying to like call the dog over to see where the dog will go. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like that sometimes. I don't know if you had that feeling, but I definitely had that feeling.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, we we have our mother who raises us every day of our lives except for this, like, every second weekend when we go over to our father's place. And Mm -hmm. here you're torn between going and even after like we were in a lot of musicals and plays and things or, or dance or or lots of extracurricular activities in our lives that mm-hmm. had recitals or competitions or things at the end of them where like parents or family members were encouraged to come. And yes. you have this moment where you step off stage or you step out of the back room or like come <sighs> out after your competition or whatever. And You're like, should I go to my mother who raised me all these years and and give her a hug? Because she's obviously so excited and she's been there through, you know, every day of whether or not I was right, whether or not I was nervous or or excited, like she was there for most of that, if not Mm -hmm. all of that. And Mm -hmm. or like, should I run to my father who I haven't actually seen in a while? You know, because once every second weekend, I mean, especially once we got older with extracurricular activities, sometimes because our dad lived a little bit more like further away, it was just easier to stay home with mom. And so sometimes, I mean, it could have been like a month. Yeah. Especially at the end of, you know, I'm thinking more of like when we did musicals or plays, rehearsals got more intense over the weekends and mm-hmm. then you wouldn't see him for a while. And so then you're excited. So it's like you come out and they're both standing there five feet from each other. <laughs> and you're like, okay, probably 10 feet. Who's? Well, maybe 20 <laughs> feet, but it doesn't matter. They're both <sighs> in your view. And you, you have this moment where you're like, oh, what? <laughs> why couldn't yes. one of you just be out of sight so I could go to the other one first, you know? Exactly. Or or why do I have to make this decision between the two of you? And I'm watching you watch each other. Like, that's the other thing, is that neither one yes. of you wants the other one to approach each other. And you probably won't, <laughs> just to let you know, approach each other because you have no reason to. But there, I think there was always that, like, that nervousness between them. And it was just such an awful feeling. I don't know if you have any memories of moments like that, but.
1: Oh my goodness. The list goes on, (laughs) (laughs) on and on and on. I'm like reliving my like sixth grade graduation, my high school graduation, my recitals, my, oh, like even uh, basketball games, uh, concerts, It was crazy. And like I even like one example that really sticks out in my mind is my high school graduation because it was such a big uh, event, of course. Mm -hmm. And I had made plans to have like a a dinner with my friends afterwards, but I had planned it at dad's place. They had just moved. Uh, They had this big back balcony. And I remember mom being so disappointed in me for doing this. And I felt terrible for letting her down. But at the same time, like I spent time with them equally at the graduation, but leaving with dad almost broke her heart. And it was not that I was doing it on purpose or that I was purposely making this choice or against her. It was just the choice I had made for what I wanted. And oh, there's so many moments like that where you would break either one of the, like their hearts just because you would choose one over the other. But it was never a mo- like... Just from my own personal experience, it was never to go against the other or choose one over the other. It was just what would happen. And and honestly, you can't ask a child to choose. That's just not fair. And the same thing for our parents. Like, if we walked up to mom or to dad and said, choose your favorite
0: of us. Right. You
1: can't do that. Right. And if they did, that's
0: pretty awful. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely feel like um, they – not that they purposely did that, this – But they spent a lot of time kind of trying to justify their own parenting. Mm -hmm. And I think part of their divorce is that they had completely different styles. They wanted different things out of life, and that's why they got a divorce. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. But they had different parenting styles, Mm -hmm. you know, where our mother was a little bit more... I don't want to say flexible because that's, that's not what I mean. Like she still grounded us as your stories of running away in our past, you know, told us in our past, uh, podcast. It's not that we weren't like timed out or punished when we did bad things, but she wanted us to live life in a way that was a little bit freer to in like, to find the things we liked and to find careers we loved. And she was just open to supporting us in those endeavors as much as she and experiences. could. And yeah. not that our dad didn't want good things for us either. He did. But he was very much like this, like push you through the system kind of person. The only way to achieve what you want is to do the scholastic system perfectly. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And he was a bit stricter around extracurricular or friends, I mean, they came kind of last to what seemed like kind of our scholarly duties. Whereas our mother didn't believe that. She believed that the extracurricular molded us just as much as the the school stuff did. So I think that would be their biggest differences. And I found that they would often talk about their parenting not so much in relation to the other like not saying like your dad is doing this wrong or your mom is doing this wrong I mean sometimes that was said but (laughs) this is not well sometimes (laughs) but I mean most of the time what I found is that uh, they talked about their own parenting styles kind of after we had been with the other parent Yes. Does that make sense? And, oh, hands down. And that was confusing to me because, you know, you, you'd you spend the weekend at dad's, let's say, and then you'd come home and maybe we'd be talking about how the weekend went or maybe something he said to us or maybe something we had been thinking about since he said something to us or whatever. And then she would, she would talk about like, well, you know, I allow you guys to be this way and I'm teaching you to be this way, blah, 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 blah. And just kind of tell us her parenting style. Whereas the, and then the vice versa, the same would happen when we would go there and be like, Oh, this crazy thing happened with, I don't know, Michael and Gregory, they did this thing and this happened, blah, blah. blah. And then dad would be like, well, if I had been there, this would be how I would have dealt with that situation, you know. Yes. And so it's not that they were really saying the other person was wrong; it's they obviously thought the other person was wrong. Well,
1: I know that you you said that like enemies is a strong word, but our parents did become enemies. They did, and and still kind of are. It's a it is a strong word to use, but they they didn't agree with each other, and they didn't think that what the other one was doing was the right thing to do not always necessarily sometimes there would be decisions made and they would both agree but there was like a level of competition or almost as if it was like a war mm-hmm. that happened and it was just a result of the circumstances and how different they were you know it's hard mm-hmm. there's four there was four kids to take into account and we are also different in what we you know our learning abilities our friends our expectations our um
0: extracurricular activities you know they competed I think for our affection quite a bit like you were saying and it it seemed it always seemed weird to me once I was a teenager um years after the divorce was finalized how we a dad had not gotten us half the time right Mm -hmm. because a, a lot of what he would say to us seemed like he would like to have us more often but not Mm -hmm. you know like the every second weekend worked a lot with his work schedule and things like that and it was complicated because he did live in a different spot and so like how do we go to school and how do we you know all those types of things but their
1: lives yeah
0: it, it always seemed like he was like well why don't you come and live with me full time and that's that's really confusing too because as a child as much as you kind of do want to know both your parents in that way yeah. Living with them full time, especially if you haven't had the chance to live with one like ever since you're a child, uh-huh. especially like uh-huh. in Gregory's case or your case where, you know, we could easily say that most like you've spent barely any of your time with our father by yourself because you haven't lived with him full time. It There comes a moment where he's saying, you know, I would like that opportunity. I would like to live with you all the time. But then, yeah, what do you do in those circumstances? How do you pick between one parent to the other?
1: Then you start questioning your love, like your love for them. Right. And how much do you love them? And then they are questioning how much you love them. And then it becomes this whole trust issue. And that was the worst part about it. It was as if, like, their love ended and then they were trying to, you know, make us decide where our love was.
0: Right, where it and that
1: And that was uh, a choice or that was a decision that was not fair for us to make.
0: Right. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. When we talk about how children perceive love, let's, let's go back to that maybe a little bit. Um, and just if we do have listeners out there who are going through this situation and maybe you're already in a bad situation or maybe you're not. And, you know, you have these kids you're raising or maybe you're a teenager yourself who's like, God, my parents just fight all the time <laughs> and they're not together. What do I do? You know, I think it's reassuring to know that thankfully you can find love in a lot of different places. And at, at some point you start looking at other relationships and thinking like, OK, well, that's not really a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. but they're still together. So how does that work? And then you see like these other ones that are dysfunctional and they're not together and Mm -hmm. you're trying to decide what, what works and what doesn't. I'm not really sure at this point where I was going with that, but I think if I was a parent in, in divorce, I think I would want to talk to my kids somehow about those expectations around love or relationships or teach them in some way, like sending them somewhere to like a therapist or someone they can talk to about th- that confusion. Because like we had many years of confusion, confusion, and just not knowing what to do, like a tug of war. You know, the expression,
1: uh, actions speak louder than words. Right.
0: Yes. We do know that expression. Our mother says it all the time.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, I would have this in my head all the time but during my teen years I was extremely confused and one thing that would happen you know especially with our fathers he was very persuasive with his words very persuasive and I think that I was searching for you know his love since we only had you know, every second week with him that I would I would be easily persuaded and easily ma- manipulated by the stories he had and things. And sometimes he would elaborate more than mom. So only because, you know, they had different levels of boundaries and what could be said and wouldn't be said, Right. you know. So that kind of pinpointed me a little bit against her. We de- I definitely had a struggle in that period of time with my life and it really left me in a confused state because... It's not that I want to choose between either of them, but mom's actions spoke louder for love, Mm -hmm. but dad's words spoke louder for love. And sometimes they wouldn't match up. And it was as much as I knew actions speak louder than words, the words were speaking so loud to me. And that was the love I was searching for and, and wanted so badly. And then as we got older, as we've mentioned, like we don't speak with our father, I started to realize that there were no actions following those words. Right, But mom had all those actions. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I ever wanted to choose sides, but I had to make a, a decision to protect myself and to protect my own love, which I found, um, you know, it was, a, it was a troubling time, but we all got through it. And if anything, we're all for the better.
0: Yeah, I would say we are for the better for that, um, for that advice anyways. Um, and I know that dad does love us. I mean, that's, that's how can a parent not love their, their child? I think mm-hmm. that their focus was different. I I feel like, uh, mom was just really concerned with God, how is life going to go Now that I'm raising these four kids and I just don't want them to be in a bad situation. I don't want them to grow up to have dysfunction or to grow up to, um, I don't know, make bad choices or, you know, have bad friends or, you know, those types of things. And, and not to Mm -hmm. say that dad's focus wasn't the same because any parent should have that focus, but I think his focus was also... I mean, he blended families way sooner than our mother did. Yes. And he had financial burdens because he paid support payment to our mother and also had to support this new family. Well, maybe not entirely support them, but in his head, maybe yes. Like to him, he's the breadwinner or something. I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. But, you know, Mm -hmm. typically, like, um, I know that even in in my situation with my husband, even though we pay our bills, we believe in equality, we do all the same tasks, we share household tasks and everything. Whenever uh, we had financial strain on his side versus my side, he feels almost responsible for our, our household. And I think in the past men were raised to to be those breadwinners and in our situation our mom was a stay-at-home mom before the divorce and well for some time after the divorce too but his stress was in a different spot than mom's yes You know, and and there's nothing really wrong with that except for it becomes super apparent when you split the two parents up, right? So as a couple, (laughs) as any couple working together, they might have balanced each other out, right? Like, so mom would have been focused on our activities, what we would have done, things like that if they had stayed together. And dad would have been more focused on the money, making sure he can provide food for his family and a house and things Mm -hmm. like that. And then once Mm -hmm. you split them up, and they become their own entities, mm-hmm. parental units, as I always say, my parental unit, <laughs> then it becomes really obvious that their goals are different. Yes. And it and it just depends on how you perceive those differences, right? Mm. And I think they both have the same goal somewhat, but because the worry is so different, it, it shifts kind of an outlook. And so I can definitely say that when I went over... To dad's place, I often felt more like like we were a burden that because he had all this financial stress and and he was like vocal about it, but not it's not like he turned to us and been like, you guys are a financial stress. But (laughs) he, you know, he would get stressed out about having to pay our mother, um, get stressed out about how she did things because he paid her money it was kind Mm -hmm. of i i don't know it was like he he seemed to judge her parenting and back and forth i'm not saying it didn't happen the other way i'm just saying my our experience with our dad solely was that i found that he was really hard on her because he he was giving such a big portion well or a portion of his kids Paycheck away, and how is he supposed to live,
1: you mm-hmm. know?
0: But that is, in my opinion, the duty of parents, especially. I mean, if parents split the kids half and half, then like there should be no money exchange, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. one parent pays for half the time, and the other parent pays for the other half, and that's the way life works. But yeah. when you're only seeing your kids for four days a month, that's kind of what should happen you know is the kids need to be supported somewhere and and so i think like some of the arguments or like this enemy life that they had was like based around all of that Mm. which in my opinion i wish would have stopped when we were young like okay be mad for a year or two Mm. but after that you know just sort yourselves out this is a reality move yes. on. Yes. And that's my personal opinion. And I don't know if, if our dad or if our mom listens to this, if they will like that opinion, <laughs> but that's my like personal outlook on that situation.
1: I think that was a really good way of putting it. Well, only because I it, I have had a very similar experience to you, uh, mm-hmm. in, in our upbringing and how our parents dealt with each other. And definitely the money was a huge problem. Always, mm-hmm. always, always, always. So that was a very good way of putting it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I and I think, too, I had a period of time where I lived with Dad for uh, about a year uh, while I went to college just to try to get to know him because we hadn't had the chance. And I really felt during that time that they both, um, that he was very happy, which makes me happy. Of course. But part of it seemed like he was happy that I had picked him. Um, Kind of like this choosing thing, you know, like calling the dog back and forth. I finally had like gone to his side of the fence, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I found that my relationship with our mom floundered like it, it, it started to kind of fall apart. Um, just because I spent like a lot of my time there at that point, our father lived really close to my college and that was really nice. Well, of <laughs> and course. so I yeah. didn't spend as much time. It's not like I came back every second weekend. Like I would have when I was younger with dad, you yeah. know? And so I would just pop in or come by for dinner or something, whenever. um, you know, I could, but I was also in college. So I was doing a lot of stuff with friends. I mean, the focus wasn't hanging around with my parents no. at the time. No. So I find during that time, my relationship with her kind of not fell apart, but weakened. And that I felt like she seemed really sad that I had chosen to do that like go mm. live with him. And that was hard for me because I knew it was something I needed to do yeah. um to get to know him a bit better, but at the same time I didn't like this feeling that like I kind of felt like he was like haha I won and <laughs> she felt like I've really lost. Yes. What is wrong, you know? And that type of pulling is not a good feeling whether you're a child or a teenager or, you know,
1: mm-hmm. any age really. I guess that's the sad fact of divorce, right? Once mm-hmm. the parents are split, how do the do the children really, you know, divide their time equally? And, and it is up to the parents, you know, to, to show the kids that there are no... Um, there is no divide in how, like, the love is appreciated. But unfortunately, in our case, that's how it was. But I think, you know, m- moving forward and for other parents or kids who are listening to this, that um, hopefully people can just agree to disagree and make sure that the child feels the love and appreciation regardless of how they feel in the situation. Like we know Mm -hmm. that mom felt um, like she had been defeated by dad, but there's no way that she should never make you feel that way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like The guilt should never be laid on the children and I don't think our parents even realized half the time that that was happening. But and I guess Mm -hmm. we're we're the only you know, outlet to really discuss it with because it's something happening between the two of them as a result of us. So, of course, naturally, they would discuss it (laughs) with us, even though it maybe
0: shouldn't have been. And, I mean, we may have also perceived it in a way that they didn't intend to. I mean, Mm -hmm. I always think there are two types of guilt. There's the guilt that you personally feel, even though the parties involved did not imply that guilt, Mm -hmm. right? So... Um, a situation happens in which you feel guilty, but it's not like that person was trying to make you feel guilty, Mm. right? They were just like acting as they normally do. And the fact that you feel guilty is your own perception of that situation. Yes. And then there's the other type of guilt where someone actually like lays guilt on you. So they tell you, you should feel guilty about this. And then you do. Yeah. And neither one of our parents did that. You know, they didn't say to us, you should love me over the other or, you know, you need to pick me, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it's it's not like they, they were not horrible people, you know. Well, no. I don't I don't feel like they ever, you know, were like, you need to choose between us.
1: I think it's um, the situation that put them
0: in that place. Right. And I think their own uh, frustration with the situation and frustration with each other when the other would do something that they just thought like, "Bah, why did they do that? Yeah. Um, That made us then feel the guilt. And that was on us. But it doesn't matter. It still happens. And I think it's good for parents to just tune in with their kids and and let them know, you know, like you don't you don't need to pick between us. Just love us. We (laughs) will love you that's mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something maybe we, we lacked a bit. Like I wish we would have, um, our mother did it a lot, but our father didn't, you know, just saying like, you know, I wish that we would have had more of the, I still love your other parent, even though we're not together ish type of a thing, or yeah. I still respect. And it doesn't even have to be love, just respect, you know, you know, respect your mother or respect your father Coming from the opposite person, you know, a little bit more. I mean, I I would hope that parents going into divorce now, if they're listening to this or if they're trying to sort through a relationship, even years after it's happened, showing your kids that you have at least a bit of respect for your ex-partner is, I don't know, healthy, well, maybe?
1: It is. I w- well, I would say that, definitely. And I guess that's like when the, the love ends... What Mm -hmm. happens? Well, there should be some form of respect, Mm -hmm. at least. Because you had it for them at one point. So I'm sure you can find that ounce again.
0: (laughs) Right. And I think like, this is the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to just kind of talk about our experience and not say like, this is the set in stone thing that parents should or shouldn't do, but it's just a way for us to talk about some of the things that happen and for maybe other people to listen to it and make, you know, a judgment call for themselves, what, how they would like to go about in their own situation. And, and this is something that I feel wasn't talked about when we were young, you Mm. know, now we see all sorts of articles posted everywhere about how to do this, how to do that when you get a divorce and that's coming out of, from people who have been through it. And I think now we're in an age where we're kind of addressing it more than we used to. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. And that's what we're here for.
1: And lessons are learned through shared stories, you know, that's how things used to be learned, uh, Back in the day, I guess you could say. (laughs) Now all our knowledge is through the internet, so most Mm -hmm. of the stories are all, you know, things you read and what other people have come up with. But most of the things I've learned in my life have been through shared stories. And this Mm -hmm. is what we do. We're sharing our stories to our listeners, our perspective uh, of what really went down. And and to be as honest as we can be with, of course, the protection of others, but to really... Mm -hmm. Mm, give an honest uh, opinion on uh, divorce from a child's perspective.
0: Right. So I guess that's it for today. Um, (laughs) As always, you can find us around on Facebook and on our website, familyvortex.wordpress.com. We also have a Twitter account. We would love to hear from you guys. I know um, Mars says it every time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We want feedback. We want
0: feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what are you liking? What stories... Do you prefer, do you like these more serious conversations about, uh, our parents' divorce or do you like the more lighthearted childhood stories? And we would like to give you a good mix of that and, and hear from you, uh, comment on our stuff. I mean, that's, that's what we want. We want to have a conversation with our listeners so that we can talk back to you in our next episodes. And that's the whole let's point.
1: make it fun. You know, let's say if you're not someone who wants to sit down and type out your comment, record your comment, you know, post a picture with a comment. If you have something to share with us that maybe relates or that you think would be vital for this um, family vortex podcast and blogging, share it with us. We want to know.
0: Mm-hmm. We want to discuss articles, too. I mean, we're always looking for them ourselves. And as you guys have seen from our past blogs, we always talk about articles we've been reading. And if you think that there's something that we should talk about, then um, send us those comments. And we'll try to answer them the best we can. Yes. Um, and of course, so we mentioned Facebook, Twitter, our, um, web but we are also on iTunes. So if you want to subscribe to us there, you can find us just type in family vortex. We're in the family and kids section. And we're and- free. <laughs> <laughs> we were free. And we are also on SoundCloud. So if you want to find us on SoundCloud, same thing, just type in family vortex and you can find us on there. Um, that's where most of our feed comes from mm-hmm. and that's it for today. And so I guess we will see you next time on family vortex.